but the title is The Unkept Vineyard to Watch Out for the Foxes. And the ultimate goal of this message is to have us so filled with the Spirit of the Lord, to be so on fire with the Lord that when we wake up in the morning, I'll wait. That when we wake up in the morning, the devil trembles because That's we right. are up. Yeah. He should be trembling in his boots every time we as saints of God wake up. Amen. Because we should be someone that needs to be reckoned with. Yeah. But when we have an unkept vineyard and things in our life that are not pleasing to God and we pass them off as that's just the way I am. Our vineyards are unkept. The little foxes come in and they have a chance to destroy all that God wants to do for you. He's laid out his plan and he wants us to be victorious. He wants us as children of God to be powerful, powerful men and women of God so that we can change lives of people the people that the Lord has placed in our vineyard. But if we are not in the position where we're supposed to be, if the foxes have come in to our vineyard and destroyed the vine, how is the power going to move? Amen. I wanna first start with Song of Solomon's one and six, part C, the last part of that verse. I was here last week. Okay. One and six C. It says, they made me the keeper of the vineyards, but my own vineyard I have I not kept. They made me keep their vineyards. They made me get busy in other things. They made me tend to theirs, but mine was neglected. We don't want to be in the position of this young lady that her vineyard, her inner man, her, your spirit man is being neglected. Your spiritual walk with God is being neglected because you are busy tending to other things. And that's what Satan wants. He wants us to be so busy being busy. And the Lord had to, to uh, get me on that area. And I told you, when he gets me, I get you. But he was saying, you're just too busy. You are just doing too much. And it wasn't bad busyness. You know what I mean? I was tending to my daycare. I was tending to the things of the church and things that had to be done, you know, for the federal government and for the state and, you know, keeping everything. I mean, it wasn't bad busy. You know, tending to things in the church. And I mean, by the end of the day, I was just totally exhausted trying to do too much, do, doing all of it, all at one time. Yes. And the Lord had, he said, no, you, you, you are neglecting me. Yes. But Lord, I'm doing, the work of the, I'm doing the work of the church. I'm working for the church. He said, that's fine. But you're neglecting me. Yes. You're neglecting your time that you should be spending with me. You're not pulling aside that time to get into that secret place that I want you to be in. 
so that you can hear from me. You're not in a place where you need me anymore. You're just doing your own thing. And we as people, we get busy with everything. You know, our vineyards or wherever the Lord places us. If mothers, parents, well, you're, right now your vineyard, your children, and you, you, you know, you're dealing with your children, trying to make sure everything's all right with them, and they're here and there and everything, but at the neglect of your spirit man. We don't want to neglect our inner man. We have a job, and you know, we get all busy in, in, in the things of the job, and we're working hard, and you're earning money, so you have to have a roof over your house, over your head, but you're neglecting the time that we need to be in the presence of the Lord. You know, what, what, whatever, you know, a soldier, his vineyard is, is, is war. He's, he's, he's basically tending to, to the to protection and the security of the air in which he's been in charge of. Yes. We as saints of God have a natural vineyard and a spiritual vineyard. Yes. We come to the place where we are ne neglecting our spiritual vineyard for the natural. We're taking care of everything that needs to be done, and you want in the shop, and whatever. All the busyness yes. that's part of life we're doing, except for being and spending that time with the Lord. Yes. So we can be so busy with life and with hobbies, we can be so busy with other distractions that we need to neglect our own vineyard. We get busy with everything else. We neglect the inner man. We neglect that personal communion, that personal time that we're supposed to have with the Lord. And you know, when the Lord started really impressing upon my spirit, I, I, well, I cry a lot anyway, but that really made me cry because he had to tell me, look, you are neglecting me. You are not spending the time with me that I need to be with you. You need to be where you can hear what I'm saying to you. Oh, yeah, Lord, I'm going to take care of it. Yeah, Lord, I'll, I'll, I'll get to that. Yes, I'm, 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 just as soon as I finish this, let me finish this. But I didn't have that time to be in the presence of the Lord so I can hear what he wanted to tell me. And, and did he beat me over the head with a baseball bat? No. Does he still love me? Yes. Was I covered with his grace and mercy? Yes but I still neglected my father. I still neglected that time that he needed with me. And don't look at me with that tone of voice because I'm sure you did the same thing. When we need that time with the Lord, when we need to hear from him, get quiet before him. Spend that time, you know, just get in his presence. You may not even say anything when you're in there. Just, Lord, I am here to hear from you. I am open to hear what you're saying to me. Yes. But see, Satan likes to send distractions and things in our life to keep us from getting into that secret place, to keep us from hearing what the Lord is saying. So we'd be like this woman. She neglected her vineyard and let the little foxes come in and destroy the vine. We don't want that in our life. We don't want to have an unkept vineyard. We want to be where the Lord places us, and we want to be where we can hear what he has to say. Hallelujah. So too often we are too busy with the things of life that we can neglect our own vineyard. We neglect our own spiritual walk with the Lord. We no longer are excited about the things of God. We no longer rush to church to be in every aspect of the service. We just filter in whenever we get ready. 
But when we first got saved, we wanted to be in everything. Yeah. We wanted to hear whatever was going on. And, you know, we, we had tapes, and, and back then when I got saved, it was tapes and everything else playing all the time. You just, yeah. you just was, you were a sponge. You wanted to receive everything you could from the Lord, hear everything about the Lord. You just wanted just the time to spend with the Lord. And he enjoyed that with you. He enjoyed you being in his presence. He enjoyed you hearing the word of God and, and getting excited about him. And that's what he wants for us yes. on today, to get excited about the word of God, yes. to get excited about the things of God, and to be where he wants us at that time. When he wants us there, what he wants us to do, what he wants us to say, when he says it. But if we're neglecting that time with him, he'll be waiting. He'll be waiting for you right where you left him. Right where you left him is where he's waiting for you. But I say, don't leave the Lord. You know, pastors, and he's been telling us all the time, but time, you know, corporate prayer starts at 940. All right, be here at 940 so you can hear corporate prayer. Okay, I'm going to let that go. Um, but you know, when we were, when you were young in the Lord, and, and like I say, we were sponge, and we were soaking up everything, we 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 wanted to be full of the Lord. We want to hear every everything, but now, you know, we've been saved for a while, and you know, it don't take all of that, and or you just too excited, just calm down and just chill out. You know, you don't it don't take all of that to be holy. It takes that and more. Yes. You want to be full of the Lord because if you you know. If you go to a smorgasbord and it's all kinds of food out there and you just load your plate and you, you know, you eat till you get full and then you go back and you just, well, I'm just going to top off this little corner. I, I know I got just a little bit more room right there in my belt, so I'm going to top that little part. When you're full and they come around with a dessert cart, if you are full, you know Thanksgiving dinner, when you are full, Come dessert time, I said, no, wait, I, I got to let some of this food go down. I, I just, I can't take anymore. Right. It's good. You want it? You want that dessert because it just looks good. I mean, it's all the sweet potato pies and, and all the tea cookies that mom made and, and the apple pie and all that good stuff. We're going to put some French vanilla ice cream on that hot apple pie. Oh. But if you are full, no matter how good it looks, you can't eat it because right. you're full. And sad to say, saints of God, we are full. Yeah. We are so full, but we're not full of the Lord. Mm. That's the sad part. We are full of other things. You know, we let our day be filled with all the other secular things that's going on. And then we come home and you tell us, well, I'm going to read a book. I don't have anything against you reading a book. But don't neglect the Bible. That's right. The book that's going to save your soul. Yes. You know, we sit and, and, and we watch the TV or we let the TV watch us and we get full of all the other things and you know all that stuff that's on TV. It is not edifying, not unless you're looking at the Gospel Channel. It is not edifying you at all. They're trying to tell you in every illness, every disease, everything that's going down the pike that you have. And if you sit there and listen to that stuff, after I say, you know, I did feel something a little strange. And you're picking up all the stuff that they're talking about trying to get you to buy that medicine. That's all they want to do is get right. you to pay, buy that medicine. All, the, all of the side effects, never mind that if you take this medicine, 
It may give you a stroke. It may give you cancer. It may kill you, but you won't be smoking. It, you'll have all the other stuff. It may kill you. The medicine may kill you, but what they're trying to get you to do is stop smoking. And you've gotten all these other side effects. And we listen to all this stuff that Satan is trying to fill our minds up with, try to put distractions in our life, when what the Lord wants us to say, I just need a little bit of your time just to get in the presence of the Lord, just to fill the spirit of the Lord and say, Lord, fill my cup. I want to be filled with you. I want to feel your anointing. I, I want the joy of the Lord to stir up in my heart. I don't want the foxes, the little foxes in my vineyard that's tearing up my, my harvest. And let me, tell you, let me tell you why the foxes come. If you notice the time that the foxes come to destroy the vine, it's right when they're about to bloom. It's right when you're about to get your harvest. It's right when you're about to get your breakthrough that Satan will send the foxes into your life to pull you down off of the love of God, to pull you into strife, to pull you into the unforgiveness, to pull you into bitterness, to pull you into anything he can to let the little foxes stop your harvest. Mm -hmm. My goal is to get you to see what the foxes are, where they are, and how to get them out of your vineyard yeah. so that you can have the blessings, all Thank the blessings God. that God wants for us. Satan, he does not tempt you with the big things. He's not tempting to go out on, on a corner and sell your body. He is not tempting to go rob this bank, even no. though you may need the money. He's not tempting you with that. No. It's the little subtle, quiet things. They say, it's okay, you can be mad with her. You can be very mean to, to your employees. You can be evil to your family. You can lay them out to the dogs. You can get mad at your husband. Don't speak to him for weeks. It's okay. You're all right. That's what the devil will tell you. Why? Because he's sending the little foxes, nipping at your prosperity, yes. nipping at your healing, nipping at your deliverance, nipping at the, the, all the blessings just when they're about to be released in your life. Did you notice the timing? The timing of the foxes. <coughs> Satan doesn't want you to have what the Lord says is for you. Right. But if you, if you, the scripture says, if you catch him and realize what he's doing, you, he's got to be turned into you sevenfold when, he, when you realize what Satan is trying to steal from you. Yeah. Don't fall into the trap of the little foxes. And Satan will tell you, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Don't listen to the pastor. You get there whenever you darn well please. Who does he think he is? Satan will tell you a little bit of anything. That's right. Anything. And you'll be sitting there and listening. And your head will be shaking. And before long, you know, you mad at somebody. Listen to the lies of the devil. And the person hadn't done anything to you. One thought dropped in your head and he took it way over there. And by the end of the conversation that's going on in your head, you're mad at somebody. It, I mean, one, one night I had a dream and I woke up and I was mad at the pastor. Now, this was a dream, a dream. And he looked, what is your problem? And I, I don't want to talk to you. It was a dream. See how the little foxes get in? Anyway, he can't, and I had to go back and pause. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. 
It's all right. It, it was so real, though. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> but any way he can get in, That's right. he'll do it. Yes. I'm not perfect. I tell y'all that. I know that now. I do realize that. I am not perfect. But I finally got the revelation. Hey, Satan is trying. He's trying to bring something in here. Because we don't fuss enough. We, 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 we don't do that. I mean, it, we just don't do that. Anyway, he can try and come in here and bring a little fox. Well, I can tear it around, tear it up somehow. Uh-uh. You have to realize who, what Satan is trying to do. And don't let him do it to you. Don't let him hit, hoodwink you out of your blessing. That's what he, he's trying to hoodwink us out of our blessing. But I say we are going to do what the Lord wants us to do. He says in James 4 and 16. says, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. You draw a nigh to God. He didn't say, God's going to draw a nigh to you, and then you draw a nigh to him. He says, no, you draw a nigh to God. You take the time, 4 and 8. Did I say the wrong number? I'm sorry, James 4 and 8. You take the time to draw a nigh to God. He will draw a nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. The first part I wanted you to talk about was draw a nigh to God. I'm not calling you guys sinners. But I'm saying, with <laughs> the scripture is saying, Take that time to get before the Lord. You draw, draw nigh to God. And guess what? He'll come right in there. Like I said, he's waiting. Perfect gentleman. The Lord does not, does not push yourself on us. But when we do take the time to draw nigh to him, he certainly will draw nigh to you. The more time you spend with the Lord, the more time you will want to spend with the Lord. When you start getting hungry, you go and eat. So when you get hungry for the Lord, go and eat. When we stop being filled with the things of the world, we stop being filled with the secular part of the world and all those things that will distract us and start to spend time with the Father. Say, Lord, I'm sorry. Yeah. I have neglected you. If you are, if you, 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 you um, are honest with yourself, mm -hmm. then maybe, then, well, I can speak for me. I can't speak for you perfect ones, but I can speak for me. I took the time to draw nigh to God so he could draw nigh to me, so I can get into his presence and sit before him and have him chastise me when I needed to be chastised and have him love me all the time during my chastisement. He said, if you will not receive chastisement, what did he call you? Not me. He called you bastards. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's what the word of God said. Not me. Mm -hmm. I refuse. I refuse to be called a bastard by the All Lord. Right. Because I want to receive the chastisement that I need to get my act together. Oh, yes. I want the Lord to take the time and say, Dora, these are the things that I see in your life that are not pleasing to me. These are the corrections that I want you to make. Mm -hmm. But are you willing to do that? Are you willing to get before the Lord and hear what he has to say? All right. Are you willing to let him show you the little foxes that Satan keeps sending your way? He keeps hoodwinging you so that you don't get all that God has for you. I refuse. Amen. I refuse yes. to let Satan keep anything else that belongs to me that God says is mine because of me being self-righteous, yes. me wanting to be, have my way, me proving myself that I'm right and everybody else is wrong. No, Lord, I want to be broken before you. Yes. So that whatever you say to me, I can hear it. Yes. 
that it's no more me but you, Lord. I want you to control my life. I want you to control my thought, my thought process. And when I'm thinking and speaking and saying the things that are wrong, that you, you, you pull me on in. Yes. I want to be in a place of when I hear the Father, and I, yes, Lord, when he right. speaks, I'm right there to make the correction. I'm not going to try and defend myself. Jesus didn't defend himself at all. If he, I asked you last week to read chapter 5 in the book. I don't know yeah. if you did not. I'm not taking a poll. But when you get into that chapter and realize all that Jesus did and all the steps and he knew what's going to happen, what they were going to do in his life, and he yet he did not defend himself. He didn't stand up and say, well, I don't believe you're doing it to me. Do you know who I am? I'm the child. I'm God's son. How dare you try? He did, he did not defend himself. That's right. Even when he knew they were going to do wrong, even when they were nailing him to the cross, he took the time to ask the Father to forgive him. When people do you wrong, do you, do you ask God to forgive him? Or do you want to jump back and get in somebody's face and, and, and act like the little foxes that's trying to destroy your vine? We want to be in a place that pleases the Father. We want to be in that area that the Father says, yes, this is my child. I'm, I'm well pleased. I, I'm not, you know, when people think that, well, you're just trying to keep me in sin consciousness. No, I'm not. Let me tell you about sin consciousness. When you go to pray and you have done something wrong, guess what shows up? Sin consciousness. Right. All unconfessed sin, when you go to pray, guess who's going to bring it up before you? Yeah. Satan. So what do I say do? Get rid of the sin. That's, 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 a, that's not even rocket science stuff. Right. If you've done something wrong, you said something wrong, Lord forgive me, I receive it in Jesus' name and keep on moving. Then what happens? There's no more sin consciousness. Why? Because you've gotten rid of it. Right. It's just that simple. Amen. Yes, the Lord presented something to me. I had to make the correction. Lord forgive me. I believe and I receive my forgiveness. Boom. I'm back and right standing. No more sin consciousness. That's right. Then the grace, grace has been covering me all along while I was in my stupidity, while I was doing the wrong thing, while I was saying the wrong thing, while I was acting the wrong way, while I was snippy or whatever that, that wasn't pleasing to the Lord, his grace covered me. Yes. But when he said, Dora, you know, you were a little bit snippy with that person. You need to correct that. Mm -hmm. Then I have to go and correct and say, yes, Lord, I'm sorry, I'm going to correct it. And forgive me. Yes. Keep right on going. So when I go to pray, me being snippy with so-and-so, it's not going to come up. And if it does, I say, devil, shut up. It's already taken care of. You have no part in a lot in this prayer because I've taken care of it with my father. Yes. See, that, that, did you see where we're trying to get us to the point where when Satan tries, which he is the accuser of the brethren, when he comes before you and tries to accuse you of anything, I've taken care of that with my father. Yes. Yes. I, I've confessed that. It's done. You saying that to me means absolutely nothing has no cash value. Why? Because I've already taken care of it with my father. Yes. It's done. My, my, what I, my aim is to get us to immediately, immediately, when we say something, do something wrong, get rid of it. That's right. Don't let the foxes stay in your vineyard because he's aiming at your harvest. He's aiming at your blessing. He's aiming at your deliverance. He's trying to keep you, keep your vine. Uh, he wants to destroy your vine and then yeah, you have no fruit. And then you, and I'm gonna talk about this another time, about the fruit of the spirit. If he can get your vine all distracted and all you know, destroyed, nothing in your life's gonna work right. Because everything works by love. Yes. 
And if you're not, and he said, oh, here we are, we're loving it. Yeah. It's going to be love until Jesus comes. That's right. Because our faith works by love. Everything we want from the Father comes to us by the love of God. Yes. So what is our job? We got to walk in love. What do we have to do? We have to forgive. And be quick, quick, quick to forgive. Why? Because we don't want Satan in our vineyard. We don't want these distractions. We don't want him trying to chew and destroy everything that the Lord has for us. So we don't hold on to anything, whatever, to uh-uh. I am doing what the Lord wants me to do. What he says for me to do, that's what I'm going to do. We've come out of our 31-day fast, fasting and praying, and, and, and Pastor wants us to get to the place where we hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. When we hear what the Lord is saying to us, the correction that we have to make. Don't fight the change. Do not fight the correction. Don't fight the correction when the Father tells you, honey, you have to stop doing that. That's wrong. Don't fight it. Father, I'm sorry, forgive me, and keep on going. Yes. It's not hard to keep your garden, keep your vineyard kept, yes. well kept. When the Lord drops in your spirit, take it and keep on going. Amen. What is the problem? I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see why that's so hard. But we have to do what the Lord says. Amen. Because the devil wants to send more distractions, keep us away from the Lord, keep us away from feeding our inner man, keep us away from growing in grace and in the, in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior. Anything Satan can do, that's his job. But our job is to know, enough. I will not let you take me down that road of strife and unforgiveness. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to, I want to give you some definitions of strife. I was looking, looking that up on this week and I said, wow. Strife is conflict. Discord, discordance, discordancy, disharmony, dissension, dissension, dissident, dissidence, dissonance, disunion, union, disunity, division, friction, infighting, inharmony, schisms, discord, variance, war and warfare. Strife is being very angry or violent uh, or having a violent disagreement between two or more people. Bitter, sometimes violent conflict or dissension. An act of contention, fight or struggle. Exertion or contention for superiority. For superiority. That's not what we should be fighting for. That's not the way Jesus is. That's not what he wants. He wants us to be in accord. He wants us, the saints of God, to be in agreement. He wants us to be, he wants concord, concordance, harmony, peace. These are the things that the Lord wants for us. All those other things I mentioned, that's what the devil wants for you. He wants you to walk in strife so that you, 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 you will not, your prayers will not be answered. Plain and simple. They're not going to happen. And then you're going to turn around and get mad at God because you prayed for something and it didn't happen. When all along, you allowed Satan to come in and bring disharmony, bring discord. And there, there is a woe attached to that. So I, I say, saints of God, we, we, we have to get past all of that and hear from God. It is time for us to truly get broken before the Lord time for to say, Lord, not my will, but your will be done in my life. Yes. God does not want us to be stiff-necked, 
but to yield to him. Sometimes we are super sensitive, easily hurt. We get very irritable, envious, critical, resentful, unforgiving. These are the things I want to have my way. If it's not my way, it's no way. It's my way or the highway. These are not the things that God wants for us. When we get broken before him, Lord, it is your will, not my will. We have to get to a place where we call all unrighteousness sin. That the Bible says, if it's unrighteous, it's sin. We have to get to the place that we call sin is sin, confess it, get rid of it, and keep on stepping. That's how we do it. It's time for us to do what the Lord wants us to do. You know, we don't want to be angry and short-tempered and bitter, self-pity, self-seeking, self-defense, wary, fear, strife, resentment, argumentative, harsh words, harsh words with the spouse. You have those going on? Don't think you're going to pray and get an answer. Because if the two of you are not in agreement, the Lord's not even going to hear your prayer. Harsh words with the spouse. Harsh words with the children. Where you break them. You don't want to break their will. You have to ask God to forgive. Call a sin a sin. Ask God to forgive. Plain and simple. Do what you need to do. Why? Because you want the blessings of God. Well, I can't speak for you. I'm sorry. I got to make that correction. I want the blessings of God. I want to, I mean, the show enough, show enough blessings. Because we're supposed to have them. We as saints of God are supposed to make the world jealous. We make nobody jealous right now. I want them so jealous that when they walk by, they, you know, they, they turn their head and do whatever. And say, yeah, well, that's a child of God's house. That's who lives in that house. You want to get mad, you get mad at God. Or turn around and go serve so you can get the same thing. We want to make them jealous. How are we going to do it? We're going to keep our gardens clear. We want to keep our, our direction, our avenue to the Lord clear. When he tells us, look, you, I need you to make a change, make it. Yes. Not that hard. Lord, forgive me, I'm sorry. You know, they say that's a, that, sorry is the hardest thing for men to say. I don't have a problem with saying I'm sorry. They say men have a hard, a hard time saying, especially the wife, I'm, I'm, so, I'm dear, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to say those words to you. I didn't mean to be that rough with you. Forgive me for those evil words that I just called you. I'm sorry. Men don't say, most, I won't say all men, most men have a time saying sorry. We women, we'll say it in a minute. Yeah. You know, oh, did I, oh, I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. I, I, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I'm, 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 please forgive me. Did I step on you too? I'm so sorry. We'll say it quickly. So, fellas, y'all got to work on that. I'm sorry. Y'all got to work on that. But we want to get to the place where we can, we, <laughs> see, that we get quick, quick, quickly, make the change. Why? Because the ultimate goal is to get what God has for us. We want those manifested, see the manifestation of God in our life. I want to see all those manifestations that he has for his children. Everything that he says that he's given to me pertaining to life and godliness, I want them flowing free, free flowing in my life. I don't want to give any place to the devil, give him any area in my life, give him any area in my mind. Well, he has me talking about this one, talking about that one, and, and, and dogging him out and having bitter thoughts and evil. No. I'm like, don't give him that place in your mind. Don't, when, they, when they come up, nullify them. No, they're not my thoughts, and I'm not going to carry them. You are not going to take me down that road. When my blessings are stopped, why give Satan that authority? Because he can't do anything more than you allow him to do. He can't. So our job is to nip him in the bud. 
When he starts with this stuff in your mind, shut it down. Say, no, I refuse to have these thoughts against this person. I refuse. I refuse to be an abomination before God. We will talk about that too. We're going to get to the place where I'm hearing God and I'm walking in the love of God. I'm walking in his love. Yes. I'm walking in his righteousness. And I, you'll start to see things that's coming to you now. All the goodness, all the blessing, everything that God has for you. I'm telling you, Satan don't want you to have it. Right. He wants you to have an unkept vineyard. He wants you to be in a place where you're not hearing from God at all. That you don't even want to spend time with the Lord. I'm not reading my Bible. I'm not, I'm not praying. Pray for what? Oh, you're falling into his hands. That's exactly what he wants. So that you have no defense against him. But I say, he's a liar and the father of lies. We are the righteousness of God, and our heavenly father will quickly forgive us. He don't have a problem. Jesus went to the cross for all of our sins. But he said, I'm faithful and just to forgive when you confess them. See, we missed that part. Well, I'm covered in grace. Okay. You keep on sinning, Miss Grace, Mr. Grace, you keep on. If it's not confessed, you read between the lines. Take them to the Father, get rid of them, keep on stepping. It's just that simple. That's where we're going. We don't hold on to anything. Oh, no, this is not pleasing to the Lord. I, I don't want to do anything to displease my Father. Thank you for listening to today's message. Visit www.rwolfc.com for articles, blog posts, message references, and our monthly calendar of events.